Welcome to Best in Class, the podcast where we talk about the best versions of the best cars. Thank you for joining me, Adam, and my best friend here, Steve. Best friend. You said it. Now we have it recorded. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. As we argue <laughs> over when our favorite cars were at the top of their game, you you embraced the best friend moniker, but there was also a very big pause before you did. Sure, because I was shocked. I was shocked. I, I was like, I don't know. I'm waiting because I was waiting for the joke. I was waiting for something to happen. Yeah. I think the joke is implicit. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, speaking of things you do without me, do you want to get started? <laughs> Uh, yes, yesterday as part of my little uh, adventure rally group, uh, Wanderwell Society, yep. we went go-karting as a group yesterday. Oh man, it was so much fun. We did a very special setup. So first of all, I found the sketchiest go-kart yeah. facility in Southern California. Um, just It's clearly been around since the 60s or 70s. Nobody cares. Everyone's making them a minimum wage. It's great. Um, and we basically shoved <laughs> a bunch of... This is the America that you want. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Freedom. I shoved a bunch of money at them and said, here's what's going to happen. We're going to do a Le Mans-style race where we have two people per go-kart, and you have to do driver's changes. You have to do four driver changes throughout the race, or you know, four each, four stents each. And it, there's and there's a live pit wall. Like they didn't stop the entire race. There's like a little cul-de-sac that the cars had to come in. You had to jump out of the car and get in, and then go and rejoin traffic. It was so dangerous. <laughs> so, but but you got helmets on. Yeah, well, you got helmets. Yeah, okay. most of them didn't fit a lot of the participants. Um, so many big heads. <laughs> yep, exactly. There were, of course. You know, a lot of people were ready to take it way too seriously. Of course, of course. And had come with, like, teams decided and strategies. And I, I put a kibosh to that and said, no, no, no. We're randomly assigning teams for the tryhards. Like, just relax. We're just go-karting. So I was, randomly... was that Matt or Warren that came with the... <laughs> a lot. I'll say a lot of people brought their own helmets, including, okay. including myself. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I randomly assigned teams to everyone, and that kind of calmed everyone down. Um, and then, uh, yeah, during the race, it was amazing fun. And, like, again, just incredibly sketchy. When someone spun out, they yeah. didn't, they're gasoline carts. They're not electric, so they can't, like, remotely turn them down like yeah. other places. So yeah. There's no flags. There's no yellow flag. <laughs> the workers just walked out onto the track, and you had to avoid them at full speed. Uh, there was a couple of carts lost wheels. They just wheels came off. And, like, that sounds races, like driver error. The yeah. races just kept going. Like It was amazing. <laughs> How long were you guys out there? So the race was a full hour. But again, you wow. had to do a total of eight driver changes or you know four stints per driver. So you would do like 15 minute stints, get out, you know, or, or 10. That's probably the most exercise Warren's had in a, long, <laughs> in a sustained period. <laughs> well, I have to say that Warren won. Warren and Matt uh, got first place. So is this like where everybody gets a trophy? Is that kind of what you did? No, actually, uh, they gave the top three places trophies. So I, I went home with the third place trophy. Uh, Warren and Matt went home with a first place trophy and the second place winners is one of the teams that lost a wheel 
and looking at the their score sheet, like that's not possible for them to be in second place because they were stationary for you know five laps. Yeah, and we think just that this place is not sophisticated enough when it had a zero lap time that works into the average. And so their average time was less. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't know how to do math. And so they got second place. Amazing. Amazing. Again, like if nobody took it too seriously, so it was a ton of fun. There were still some grumblings from people like, oh, that that computer's not accurate. There's no way that was my time. It's just like, relax. Relax. There's always always a a Schumacher or Hamilton. Exactly. (laughs) On these carts that haven't been serviced since 1997. And so gasoline, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, What speeds are we getting up to? Uh, Apparently 40, but, you know, it it probably felt below 30 to me. Yeah. I'm not going that fast. Um, Uh, We have any contact? Was there any contact? Oh, lots. Yeah, there was lots. And the track has elevation changes and like banked corners, so it was it was a lot different than uh, these electric cart tracks around SoCal that are just kind of boring. Like this was fun and sketchy and not safe, and I loved it. Again, you keep coming with, with a worse and worse idea, <laughs> and I'm glad that we're not friends. So I don't have to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, that was yesterday. It was a uh, grand grand fun. Wow. Okay. Um, what's the latest horn update? Uh, I my nine eleven hasn't had a horn in maybe a year or more, and I you know found the problem. It was just some corroded electrical connectors, so I snipped those off and and redid them. But of course, while I'm in there, I should you know get rid of one horn that completely disintegrated. You know, it's a two horn system, so I should get rid of that. So now I got to get some new horns. So I buy some horns that are hopefully European sounding. Because I don't want it to sound like a modern car. It's a vintage car. I want it to sound vaguely like Italian German. So I get some horns and I don't like how they sound. So I have to like Frankenstein a system with one of the old horns and one of the new horns. And that sounds appropriately European. Test it on the ground. It sounds good. Put it in the car. And now it's somehow broken or sounds completely different. So I have to (laughs) disassemble the the whole thing again and try it and see what's going on. So no horn. So my car is undrivable right now because the steering wheel is taken apart because I was testing what was wrong with the horn. And so like it's not drivable because I don't have horns, which is ridiculous. It's not. I mean, how important is a horn for you? Uh, not. I've survived yeah. for a year. I just yeah. rev the engine at people. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think I think you'll be fine. Um, do you want to do? Okay, I'm gonna let you go through this next one. <laughs> Your list here. Yeah, about our guest that is not here. Yes, uh, Warren was supposed to join us today mm-hmm. to talk, which about we always that, enjoy, which we always enjoy, uh, to talk about the new Honda Prologue. Should be fun. This is Honda's first electric-only car. Big news. Warren has some insider information because he's working on it for his worky job. Yeah, he's so our guy. Great. That's great. Um, and then at the last minute, he realized that giving us privileged information to this dinky podcast <laughs> would probably get him fired. And uh, he's right. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. Heard it, he's well, that's right. why we were so excited. Yeah, exactly. That's why yeah. we agreed immediately. Yeah. It's like, um, luckily, uh, the people he worked with are 
smarter than him, <laughs> smarter, and, and, and uh, realize it might not be a good idea. So, advise uh, he will be back. Secrets, yeah, yeah, he will be back, and uh, we'll hear what actually happened on Go Kart Day. <laughs> I will say he was real sweaty at the end. Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> Did he have a fire suit on? <laughs> no, he was just wearing a t-shirt, but he sweat right through that thing. <laughs> oh, oh boy, what did, a, what an image. He did bring out his brand new the Mercedes helmet with Hamilton's name on it that he won from his little Mercedes event that I've he seen about. a ton of those on Etsy. Apparently you can just get them. <laughs> Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's not just Le Mans-style go-karting. We've also been a big racing weekend. Yes, and naturally, when you think racing and speed and performance, you think Ferrari, and they won their uh, GTD Pro Class at Daytona 24 hours. They did. They Uh, did. But they did not win the race. Who won the race, Steve? Um, I don't think that really matters because that's all that's politics, really. It's mostly politics. It's just it's just who can be just more boring and it's Porsche one. It's not real racing up front there. Like it's just it's all yeah. No, you wanna be down in the middle of the pack. It's that's all it's Yeah, but like the real racing, the proper racing is in the actually I don't really know what G T D Pro class stands for. Yeah, I'm not sure what the D is, but it's uh Porsche won in the super fancy prototype class, you know, full Formula One spec, that whole thing. And then Ferrari won in the what looks like a normal car class. There's GT, essentially there's GT, essentially GTD so, Pro and then I think GTE e or something. Anyway, there's a lower one. There's two classes that look like real cars and two classes that don't. And Ferrari won one of those. So the GTD Pro is factory teams and i think like non-factory drivers i don't know there's something it's it's because there's a gtd and then gtd pro yeah i don't really know what the difference is yeah i know you don't um no. <laughs> but i just i just watched all the highlights today and it was a very exciting race yeah yeah so um at least when it was condensed into 23 minutes rather than 24 hours exactly it was a exactly. very exciting race <laughs> You, I mean, it's it's good to live the highlight life. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Daytona, um, I will be starting a new uh, adventure tomorrow. Oh, are uh, you going to work uh, the concessions at the racetrack? Yes, yes. Uh, with with a company, and they are they were there this weekend covering it. Okay. So this time next year, I might have some more insight for you about what GT GTD Pro means. Uh, so Steve got a job. Weird. Uncomfortable. Weird. Yeah. 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 Well, well, so. I don't want to subject you to a Warren style risk, so we'll stop talking about that now. Yeah, it's probably best. It's probably best. <laughs> I think any. Yeah, I don't want any of my professional life to cross over into anything Warren. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think that's the updates for us. Um, yep. And, and today we are talking about maybe the only car design celebrity that's still in the game he has a decidedly checkered history a bunch of hits and misses but uh i enjoy his work uh we are talking about henrik fisker yes yeah this is our first time doing just a person uh a person a, yes an a danish designer an yeah. automotive celebrity yeah i think you could say that yeah 
Yeah, he's kind of famous in our small little world. So uh, he's done some really cool stuff. And also the specter of failure and controversy have also courted him his entire life. So uh, a bunch to talk about today. Uh, Apparently, as a young boy, he first became interested in cars after seeing a Maserati Bora on the highway. And to me... This kind of story is the only reason supercars should exist, as if it inspires young people to get into the industry who then themselves create just beautiful or amazing creations, then supercars have a reason to exist. Are you a fan of the Maserati Bora? No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. But... It inspired Heinrich, and he made some cool stuff that I do like, so I appreciate it. It's a very Adam car. After our Jalpa, it's it's a very Adam car, the Bora. It, the Bora was in the same time frame as the Yalpa, but yeah. I don't know. It's, well, it's... He, he ended up, uh, Fisker graduated from the Art Center College of Design, uh, mm-hmm. very famous. Uh, he went to In the... Switzerland, though, not the one that you're thinking of in Pasadena. Correct. He went to the Switzerland branch. Yes. Um, he graduated from there and immediately went over to BMW. And was working on a concept car there. Pretty good job for a recent graduate. (laughs) I'd say so. I'd say so. Uh, And that concept car eventually evolved into the stunningly beautiful BMW Z8. What did you think about that when it came out, the Z8? I, I thought it was cool then. I think it's cool now. It wasn't love when it first came out, though, right? No. 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 Apparently, it's this weird, like... It's kind of a GT. It's not a sports car. It's not anything like it's just it's got a lot of power, but it's not a sports car. It, it's a little different for a BMW. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it was well, we'll talk about it. What movie it was in later. Right. Oh, I actually. Yeah. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. Um, he also had his hand. I'm not sure how much, but he did help design bmw's first suv the x5 which i forget that that was their first suv ever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this this was the period you know x5 cayenne these were the first suvs to come out for these storied companies we'll have a lot of this comments of he had a hand in this hand in that we don't really know so don't be texting us and being like oh actually he designed the whole thing because no one knows we don't know yeah and we honestly we're not reading up on this so and uh, like yeah. all all famous items a lot of people had hands in them quote yes. unquote yes. And everybody wants credit so yeah. it gets pretty ugly on claims but that's fine um Fisker, with BMW, he eventually got to be the president and chief executive for Design Works, which is BMW's, like, internal design studio. So he was never, like, head of design for BMW. He didn't go that high. But he be their, like, offshoot little brother design studio that did little projects. Henrik was, like, the chief of that, which is pretty good. I Again, it's I felt like he had a lot of hits. So yes. I don't know. You're going to go into some of his misses. but Yes, I will. Well, yeah. he, he and he's and he's a local guy. Let's not forget he's a local guy. He is now. Yes, lives yes. lives in the South Bay, I believe. Yeah. Danish, but he's living in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made the right choice. Uh, he left. <laughs> he left BMW and went over to Ford, which sounds crazy. But he was uh, design director for Aston Martin when Ford owned Aston. For so Premier the, Automotive Group that yep. owned Aston, Jag, Volvo, yep. Land Rover, 
So that makes way more sense yeah. in the context. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he designed the DB9 and the V8 Vantage, maybe. Maybe, supposedly. There's, there's a little yeah. argument over that. Uh, speaking of which, the, and if he did design the V8 Vantage, the Vantage is the best-selling Aston of our all time. So well done to him. Yeah, well, it's interesting because Ian Callum went on to have his own design shop. Yes. And he redid the DB9 to how he wanted it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Ian Callum yeah. ended up, he came out and said, no, 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 no. I designed both those cars before Fisker joined. So, yeah, how much of it is, you know, Ian Callum designed 90% of it? And Fisker did the 10% or is it 50-50 or Fisker threw away a lot of columns? I don't know. Nobody knows because both these men are claiming ownership of the design ownership of these cars. We don't know. Very. So I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, if someone designs a car, but you're at the firm, do you, do you think you should get to hold on to that when you leave? What is that? What do you mean? Meaning, so, like, I work at a company, I create something, yep. and I leave. Do I, get to, do I get to take that? This gets into something with Fisker later. Do I get to take that thinking somewhere else? Because I work on it. <laughs> uh, well, the what law, do you think? The law would say no. Yes. John, Johnny Law would say, you did it on company time, so the company yeah. owns it. But if I continue to have an idea, if I'm in that same like thing, it'd be like music. Like the music's gonna kind of sound the same, but I change the lyrics a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> Especially because the amount of miles Aston has got out of that DB9 and V8 look. Yes. Or D7, yes. I guess. Yeah. Yes, correct. I mean, they have they have maxed that out. I think that though that design language has lasted 20 years. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. They're just getting a few more vents and angular, and only now have they really changed in the last, what, five? Just barely. Yeah. Yeah. Until yeah. then, it was just kind of complicating the design a little bit every year and year. But, um, well, the, yeah, the law would say, no, it belongs to the company. That's what they're paying you for, is your brain. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fisker graduated at Ford up to be the creative director of Ingeni. Never heard of this. This is Ford's little design studio. Again, a little offshoot design studio to do special projects. So I Fisker's thought that was the company that created Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's Ingen. Okay, it was very close. <laughs> uh, so Fisker seems to like these little uh, offshoot, you know, I'm going to be the lord of my own small fiefdom type of jobs. And eventually, he ascended to be the director of Ford's Global Advanced Design Studio. Again, not the head of design, but their advanced design studio. That would be doing uh, uh, prototypes and concepts. And they had some interesting cars that came out of there. Yes, the precursor to the Ford GT. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That one was called, but I, I found that. So, so far, this guy's doing the Z8, V8... Ford GT, DB9. I mean, where are these misses you're talking about? <laughs> well, here we go. Okay. Uh, so he's Fisker at this point, uh, early 2000s, is pretty high on his own supply. And 
but okay, go ahead. And the yeah. automotive world is super happy with him too, right? Yeah. Everyone's telling him he's he has he's reason the, to be. He has yes, reason to be. He is the next coming, right? He is he yeah. is uh, he's doing great. So he gets a little big for his britches and says, "I got this." He leaves Ford and founds on his own Fisker Coachbuilt. And what this company is doing is it's just he knows he can't build a car. So what he will do is he will rebody, he will be a coach builder in the oldest sense of the term for successful cars. So he's rebodying Mercedes SL55s and BMW 6 series with new sheet metal. So for those of you that are normal people at regular social lives, tell them what coach built's all about. <laughs> uh, back in the 20s, 30s, you would buy a chassis and an engine from a supplier from Mercedes, whoever, from Cadillac. And then you would go to a coach builder, and they would actually build the doors, the hood, the interior, the roof, the trunk. You know, they would build you the coach to go on top of your motor and transmission and all that. That's how cars were built. And, and so the coach builders would build you, you know, something very specific to what you wanted. Every car was custom. That, you know, went away with standardization and industrialization with the Model T and forward. So several firms have tried to bring that back in the modern era, but, you know, interiors are expensive and it's somewhat, it's somewhat possible to redo the body of a car, but with today's, you know, unibody architecture, you can't change it that much. So you ends a, up looking like a body kit. You're, you're a man of unique tastes and means. Yes. Yes. Let's not forget that. What do you, I mean, are you, are you on board with this? Would you go coach built? Would you want something unique made for you? It's this weird catch 22 of if you have the only one, yeah. it's, it's weird and you have to explain it every time. So you would kind of want it to, which become... you love. <laughs> You want it. You want this company to become a success and for it to be widely adopted. But as soon as it's widely adopted and popular, it's not cool to have anymore. So, no, I'm not on board with this. No, no, not even like a Zagato. And not nearly enough stickers. That's true. Okay, you don't like this rebodied Mercedes? No. He turned into the Tremonto. No, this was a this was a miss. Yeah. This was <laughs> this was the first in his misses. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, keep, keep going. And, and the BMW. What about the BMW? No. 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 <laughs> they okay. never. They never looked unique enough. You could tell what it was underneath. The interior was obviously still BMW. Like it just didn't work. Okay. Um. This company also ended up doing the initial designs for the Tesla Model S. This was very early in Tesla's history. And this is when the Model S was still going to be a hybrid. So everything that Tesla took to market had nothing to do with what Fisker did for them, but he was part of the initial design study for the Tesla Model S. Again, not bad, right? Not bad. Not bad. I, um, we, we haven't, depending on where you are on the Tremonto, we haven't had a miss yet. <laughs> well, sure, maybe. So this this is treading water. Okay. From, from there, Fisker goes on to take his biggest swing yet. He mm -hmm. founds Fisker Automotive. 
this is ground up. I'm going to build an entire car by myself. I, I see what Pagani's doing. I can do that. Let's let's make a car. But Fisker is much more environmental. He doesn't want to build a supercar. He wants to build an electric car. Uh, the technology is not quite there, so he builds a hybrid. You know, he's got a four-cylinder range extender with a battery. The car is all—I believe it's always off the battery, right? It's been so many years. Since oh yeah, no, it's—it's. It's, I don't think it was a hybrid. The early one, it was fully electric. No, they had that was their whole cell. Is they have a four-cylinder in that huge hood of theirs, uh, but I don't think it ever drives oh. the wheels. I think it's always electric. Okay. Um, so this is the Karma. We are talking about the Fisker Karma. Mm -hmm. uh, the second, what do you think of that name? What do you think of that name? I like it. This is the second car I ever drove as an automotive journalist. Blogger. Uh. <laughs> this was my second review. Okay. Uh, I, I wrote this for The Smoking Tire, and this ended up, this was a big step on me leaving The Smoking Tire, is the review got a negative comment online. Oh. And uh, my worldwide enemy, Matt Farah, <laughs> agreed with the commenter against his own employee. <laughs> he said, yeah, you're right. This isn't very good. Like, screw you, man. <laughs> wow. Okay, yeah. a little insight there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you, you I, I have history with this car. You are notoriously open to feedback. <laughs> I've always enjoyed with you. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, easygoing team player. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the world needs alpha wolves. Okay, Steve. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I would, I would leave you out in the snow. I could see. <clears throat> okay, so um, uh, keep going, keep going. So we've got the Karma. This is mm -hmm. electric cars are still really, really new. The Tesla Model yeah. S is not out yet. This is cutting edge stuff. So cutting edge that he gets a big loan from the U.S. government and he raises a billion dollars from Kleiner Perkins and other VC, like really good talent here. He gets a billion dollars uh, and a huge loan from the government, from the Department of Energy, because this is cutting edge stuff. And within 12 months, declares bankruptcy. <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that you're leaving out. But, <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's true. The, the tricky part is that the American government has no issue with losing money. They're fine oh, with that. Clearly. However, when you take a billion dollars from private investors. <laughs> then it gets serious. <laughs> then, then they get a little bit sensitive. Because the U.S. government's like, oh, my God, we are looking for losers. <laughs> that being said, there was a little issue back in the day. Um, if you remember this, uh, I believe it was uh, Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. And um, Fisker lost. What did they lose? Um, probably. Uh, what did he say? It was it was essentially all the cars. Yeah. And what had happened on the East Coast is that uh, about these cars got submerged. So they lost um, $30 million worth of cars. Oof. These were all the first deliveries. So basically, um, they got submerged and then they caught fire. 
and then they all burned. <laughs> this is which this is, is which yeah. is really a feat to do if you're all wet. That's that's a that's hard yeah. to do. So the entire shipment of cars, three hundred cars, thirty million dollars, gone. Yep. So um, he was already struggling at that point, uh, but that was that was one of the main uh, main or final nails in the coffin. So yep. a little bit of bad luck. Yep. Um, along with some other things. And we and, all know the best way to make a small fortune in the car and in, in cr- making cars is to start with a large fortune. It's like true. It's, it's a it's very true. hard business. Yeah. The company never really made its production deadlines, and they ended up declaring you know, voluntary bankruptcy. They just didn't make it. Do you feel they were ahead of its time, or it was just bad planning or just bad luck? It se- And we'll get into more of this, but it seems like Fisker is not a good operator. Okay. Seems like he's a very good designer. Yep. But he's not great at actually operating companies. He needs me. This is <laughs> oh, my here job. We go. Here we go. Here we go. I, I bet he saw that review and he's like, not that guy. Anybody but that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he resigned. Yeah. It was a bit of a debacle. Yeah. New York Bankruptcy. Times called the entire thing a debacle because of the government money wound up in it. Uh, the whole company sold to Wang Zhang, uh, a Chinese company who renamed it Karma Automotive, who are still selling cars. Uh, based in Irvine. Yep. Not yep. not doing great, but they're still selling cars. Yeah, they're, they're making go at it. They're, yeah. Yep. Well, I think uh, after and they're, that. They're just rebodied Karmas. They're just, it's mostly the same stuff. Yeah. 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 And then um, after that win, as you like to say. Yep. He ki- he kicked around a, a little bit. He did he a kicked, few. He kept his name. He kept, he kept his name. He did a couple one-off projects with people that we'll get into later under the, yep. under the failures. Uh, but then he relaunched, yeah, Fisker Incorporated. Uh, no longer Fisker Automotive, but Fisker Incorporated. Totally different name. And that is the car company that he runs to this day. And mm-hmm. They have a line of electric cars. We have the Ocean, the Pear, the Alaska, and the Ronin. I'll get into each of those. Um, but yeah, he is an electric car company founder. Have you seen any of his cars on the road? I have seen the Ocean. Yes, the Ocean. The Ocean is out. It is currently out, at least yeah. in the weird car bubble that is Southern California. I have seen a handful of these around. Yeah, I mean. He's in the South Bay, so they're driving around, and amongst that kind of, you got Rivian, Tesla, everything's down here. So, yep. and all the charging stations around here. So, I've I've seen them around. They're yes. they're 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 moving. And obviously, yeah. there's there's a bit more money down here in Southern California. There's a bunch of early adopters and tech people, so I think that's why we're seeing them. You're not gonna see them in Kansas. You're not gonna see them in Texas. But the oceans are being delivered. I will give him that. This is a this is a midsize SUV. How much is that going to set us back? Uh, I don't know. I think I have a number here for seventy grand. Whoa. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay. I mean, it does have some interesting features. Did you did you look it up at all? I mean, seventy grand is what you're getting into for a Model X. Yeah. So, uh, three hundred and sixty miles of range. All wheel, all wheel drive, zero to sixty in three point seven. Still got that like solar panel roof that Fisker likes to do. It's got the solar panel roof. It's also got um, a rotatable. 
that's a word, rotatable. Yeah. And screen on the interior. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that. So you know how you're home doing all your like penny stocks and like <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street stuff? Yes. And you have all your monitors? Yes. And you see some people that turn them vertical? Yes. It's kind of like having that inside the car. Oh, so landscape and portrait. You can change yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, Why would I want that? I, it's just as weird as you think. <laughs> when you're in there and it's like, oh, change it. You're like, um, all just right. give me one. <laughs> I've also got, um, you can buy the feature, I believe, that's called California Mode. I'm already in. I don't care what yeah. it is. I'll yeah. pay for it. <laughs> I was going to let you guess because I figured you'd have. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to say it has something to do with mm-hmm. very expensive grocery shopping. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It just drives you to Erwan. Yeah. yeah. It protects my groceries in a hermetically sealed trunk. Yeah. Okay. What mm-hmm. is California mode? Uh, basically, with the push of a button, eight glass panels, pan- panels, panels simultaneously open including the front doors, rear seat windows, the rear doggy windows. Yes, they're doggy windows. And the <laughs> rear liftgate window, along with the solar sky roof. So basically everything opens up. I mean, my 2000-something Saab did that. I don't know why. <laughs> but was it called California mode? No, it wasn't. <laughs> okay, okay. It was, it's really hot outside and you need to open up the car before you get in mode. I feel like I haven't sold you on California mode. Can I give you another mode? Yes. How about limo mode? That sounds more like you. Yeah, that's now we're talking my style. This is similar to when we used to be on airplanes and they're like, do you want to be in the smoking or non-smoking? Uh, this is the backseat drivers will be able to control the rear cabin environment, Uh, which is not every car could do. Yeah. Dual zone climate (laughs) control. (laughs) Hey, it's called limo mode. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the interior is made out of recycled items such as worn out t-shirts and abandoned fishing nets. <laughs> so I feel like this speaks to you a lot. Better uh, better than abandoned t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so so I got to give him, you know, some uh some credit. Uh it it does have have some some interesting things on it. They're they're pretty they're decent looking. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're a little anonymous, um, but they're pretty decent looking. Yeah, you can get these for about 40 grand, but apparently once you start putting all the things on it, it jumps yep. up pretty quiet. Sure. Yeah. So. Uh, so that's the only thing they have available right now. Yeah. Uh, coming soon, I believe next year, is the pear, as in the fruit. You're hearing that, right? Which is the best name ever. I, I have the unfortunate duty to tell you that pear stands for Personal Electric Automotive Revolution. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Pretty also, great. they Pretty insist great. on capitalizing the word yeah. as the car name. It's like mini. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. This is going to be their small SUV. It is quote unquote starting at 30 grand. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not going to do that. It'll be in the 50s, but fine. Um, but starting with absolutely zero features at 30 uh, <laughs> in 2026, I think. We are going to get the Alaska, which is a truck. Um, that is going to be quote unquote forty five grand. Uh, it is a four door truck. Uh, so I think the, the all three of these cars, the midsize, small SUV, and the truck, this is all just going to be one skateboard chassis, right? It has to be. 
I think so. They're I all think four so. doors. They all have roughly the same range and the same power. It's it's obviously one car with different bodies, which is fine. I have no problem with that. Yeah. That's the only way to make money in this business is to share components. Especially what do you think about the Alaska? Uh, I've got some really cool features that I okay. really like. I really okay. like. Uh, okay. So this is a truck. It has a 4.5 foot uh, bed in the back, which is not amazing but for you know most normal people it's fine but then you can open up a little hatch in the back and and fold down the rear seats and erect something called the houdini partition i'm not kidding and then you get a full (laughs) 9.2 feet of bed space which is bigger than the ford lightning wow okay that's a kind of cool feature all right, all right. Is the bed changes shape, and you, all you have to do is fold down the seats. Uh, if that's not enough for you, they have a largest in the world cup holder designed specifically for big gulps, and a dedicated cowboy hat holder. Is that just a hook? Yeah, I don't know. There's no pictures because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> this car's not out yet. Um, but that is the Alaska truck for you. It's amazing. Wow. I mean, not that I don't. They know their audience. Cowboy hats, big gulps. I just, yeah. I mean, if you want to get the American truck market, this is how you do it. No, but it's not coming to the U.S. Uh, I think it is. They're renaming it somewhere else. I saw the wrong thing. We're getting the Alaska, but Europe is is getting the Alaska under a different name, and I forgot what. Okay. So I was wrong. Is it called the kayak? Oh, that sounds right. I'm not sure. I, I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if a cowboy hat holder is not enough for you, there is also the Fisker Ronin. This is a $385,000, 1,000-horsepower 1, four-door convertible. This is their supercar. No, it's not out yet, but something, you know, 2026, 2028, blah, blah, blah. This is coming out. What are we, what are we betting that it's not going to make it? Oh, I will give you no money on that bet. This is never going to see the light of day. I've got 600 miles per charge, supposedly. Supposedly. Right. Uh, That's more than the Lucid Air. Yep. Uh, Even though the Lucid is a real car. (laughs) Um, It has 1,000 horsepower, which you like. It's four doors, convertible. Yeah, four door Um, convertible. That's 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 a big swing. Yeah, yeah. But it's not in the traditional sense, now is it? What do you? It's got the well. It's got like suicide doors for that. Yeah, the the two rear doors are like the Mazda RX-8. They're like half the yeah. weight, the half the width, or whatever. Yeah, um, they're, yeah. they're tiny. So um, I don't know. I don't know. You, it, it's an interesting, a four door convertible that looks like a two door, and it's starting at four hundred grand. Yeah, this is never yeah. seen the light of day. That puts you in a an interesting company at four hundred yeah, grand. It does. Yeah. It does. Well, yeah. what's so funny here is, I think for once he's making some really good business decisions. Okay, I'm gonna start with the SUV, the best seller in America. I'm gonna then go to a small SUV, you know, all on the same skateboard, and finally I'll do the truck, which is hard, but they sell in big numbers like 
this is what I'm going to start with. I'm not going to do any of this sports car garbage that doesn't actually sell. Yeah. Okay, you're doing great, Heinrich. You're doing finally. You're doing making some good decisions. And then, you know what we need? A very expensive Halo car. <laughs> it's not a bad... Is it a bad-looking car? Uh... With the roof down, it looks pretty good. And this is what Fisker does, is he designs yeah. cars. Yeah. But with the roof up from the rear, it is hideous. It's tough. It's tough. It's full early mm. 2000s Hyundai design. It's not yeah. good. No. Yeah. So, hmm. I don't know. I guess he's just too busy oh. running a company. He's only going to make a 1,000 of them. Yeah, he's going to make zero of them. <laughs> don't give me that. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Yeah, 1,000 is a lot for a limited edition. Yeah. You want to yeah, make seems... 20. You want to make 50. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right, let's keep going. Let's keep... Oh, this is your oh, this is your favorite part. This and finally, is... uh, weirdly, Fisker is doing uh, dealers. They're not going to do the Tesla, you know, we sell directly and, and save you all the hassle. Uh, for some reason, Fisker wants to go through dealers. Probably, I'm sure Steve. Actually, you can give me some insight on that. But I basically, to, for the pre-orders is what to break to the dealer network is so hard. Like dealers are like teamsters; they just have such a lockdown, and just to get space and distribution and all that stuff that you could just carve out a little side area where it's like, hey, we're going to carry the Fisker, and we also sell blank or whatever general motors and fisker or something like that uh it to to do your own dealer network as tesla's finding is very very hard to do yeah so just the way that the the they have a stranglehold it's a monopoly it's it's that's why it's so hard to make a car and distribute it yep so fisker is not going to fight that fight and they are currently uh, touring the country and going to shows and trying to sign dealers up to be mm-hmm. their distributors. So uh, kind of unusual, but uh, it might not be the worst decision. So that's where we're at with Fisker right now, the man. Uh, some of his successes, I think, you know, the BMW Z8. Mm-hmm. It's not the best designed car, but the X5 was their first SUV and it was a success for BMW. So I'm going to count that possibly the v8 vantage if he designed it we'll see he had and the db9 yeah and the current iteration of fisker automotive is a success because it's still running and it's, it's actually delivering cars um but we're going to get into in a second why it might not be around for much longer <laughs> jeez gloom and doom <laughs> gloom and doom uh, all right keep going get going let's let's get into the failures oh, <laughs> this geez. is look fun. at this oh my oh <laughs> if everybody could see our shared document how excited you are for this part <laughs> we had a short-lived thing uh, called vlf automotive this mm-hmm. is bob lutz heinrich fisker and uh, Gilbert Virilio, I don't know who that is, but anyway, uh, Boeing executive, that's who he is. So big mucky mucks in the industry world, and they did a rebodied Viper. Yes. Uh, Heinrich d- designed a new body for the V10 Viper, and they called it the Force One V10. What a name. What a name. Uh, they made 50 of these guys. And then, no, did excuse me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They announced 50. Yes. They made five and then 
which is, to exist. Which is only one zero away from 50. <laughs> only one zero. And yeah. zero is not even a number. So no. basically you made it. It's the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that didn't work, uh, again, with the rebodied cars. Um, I would have to say that Fisker Coach built their, like, rebodied the Mercedes and BMW 6 Series that we talked about. That was a failure. Didn't go anywhere. And it even resulted in a lawsuit. Uh, Tesla sued Fisker Coach Built because the original design for the Tesla Model S was to be a serial hybrid like the Karma, like Fisker's first car, Mm -hmm. which is actually I did not know, which is amazing. So uh, Tesla sued Fisker to like, stop doing that. We had a contract. We want damages. Well, in the end... Uh, an arbitrator found that there was, quote-unquote, overwhelming evidence that Fisker did nothing wrong, and then Tesla had to pay Fisker $1.1 million in legal fees and costs. So they won, which is great, and uh, Tesla lost a bunch of money, as they are prone to do. After all that all that hassle. Yeah. So, so at this point... You know, okay, VLF, maybe not great, but they beat Tesla, and they yep. were correct. So you beat Elon. Yep. So you got to give him credit there. Yep. And then Fisker's old company, Aston Martin, sued him. Uh, this one's pretty great. He was showing up to an auto show with a new car that he was going to make. And Aston said whoa, that is, it's too close in design to, to something you designed for us. So you can't do that. And Fisker was magnanimous, and he did not show up to that show car with that with the design. He just skipped it and said, okay, that's fine. I hear you. Well, Aston tried that same thing a, uh, a year later when they had that V10 Viper that they designed with Bob Lutz. They were coming to an auto show with that. Aston again said, nope, can't do it. It's your former employee. It's really close to what we have. You can't do this. Uh, This time, Fisker did not back down. And they showed up with their Force 10 Viper. And it was clear to absolutely everyone that it was nothing like the DB10. It looks nothing like it. And... uh, the matter was quote unquote resolved, i.e., the case was dropped uh, later that year. So he won that one. Yeah. So 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 far, maybe one little tiny loss. That's it. <laughs> but still, all the really drama of going things. to court. You can't. You sure. Can, you can sure. win a court case, but you can't win the the legal system. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's so far he's been correct and hasn't done anything wrong. That's it's fair. And finally. Yeah. Uh, we end up with a congressional hearing, uh, part of the, when the Fisker karma was cratering and again, the government had guaranteed a loan of 500,000, excuse me, 500 million and ended up dispersing about a hundred million or so. Now, after all of that, uh, Congress hauled him in and basically yelled at him for an afternoon about where's our money and why do you suck at business? That one's an unerring loss. 
Yeah, but that's not car design. That's just that's just that. That's okay. That's it's okay. I'm gonna, let him, I'm gonna let him have it. I'm yeah. Let him have it. Yeah, like Congress knows how to do a budget. Please. Exactly. Exactly. That's a bit rich. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to uh, his current company, Fisker Automotive. Um, Steve, you know I like to play in my penny stocks. You do. As, as you, you do. Mentioned. Yeah. Well, if I would have invested in Fisker last year, it was trading for eight dollars a share. Okay. Today, or you know, tomorrow, Monday, it is trading for eighty cents. Again, I got to go with it's only extra zeros. So <laughs> it's kind of the same. It's so. lost an entire decimal point in value in a year. That hurts. It's you know, well, that's why we're in the stage that we are. You should have put your money into Tesla, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so the reason for that is is. They've missed some of their production targets again, just like they did with the Karma. And there's been some major corporate drama. Their chief accounting officer uh, retired pretty normally. And then they brought in someone else uh, just uh, a couple weeks ago. They announced someone. And that person, you know, big fanfare, lots of press releases. Hey, we have a new accounting officer. Uh, they ended up leaving the company after a week on the job. You know what? Honestly, we've all done it. That's unheard of. <laughs> it's that's it happens. Maybe you don't like the commute. Maybe is... the office snacks aren't good. But this, or you're you're sitting next to that guy that's annoying in the office, <laughs> and you're like, I'm out. But you can see what this news has done to the company's stock price. It would be more worth it to pay this person just to go sit in their garage and not tell anyone they've quit after a week. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> But what I like is they made the decision quick. We all went to places where the person should have just left after that first week. Yeah, correct. So they have their third chief accounting officer in his, you know, in a year. Um, And yeah, they're not doing good. So that's where we're at with Heinrich Visker. Lots of hits and misses, real storied past, but some beautiful cars along the way. Some great cars. Yes. So overall, Steve, what do you think of Heinrich Visker? I think as a designer, he's made some beautiful cars. You can't ignore the impact of what beauty can have on a luxury brand. Yes, it's true. And if you take some of that and you were to infuse it into a Lexus or a, you know, since so many of the cars are so much the same underneath, it just matters what they look like. Yes. Um, So I think he's been incredibly impactful, but just kind of... A little bit of bad luck in here, and I wish the original Fisker would have would have worked. The Karma, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Because um, that was I remember seeing that car years and years ago, and I was like, "Wow, that's a good looking car." There were some issues, sure, but um, it would have been awesome just to see that car because it's such a much prettier car than the Tesla. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I hate to say that I completely agree with you. I think yeah. he's a, he's a great designer. He's not so great at running companies. I know the the current COO of Fisker Automotive is his wife, um, of Fisker Incorporated. So there's some nepotism going on there. I think they just need professional leadership and just put him in a corner and say, "Go design," and you're doing great. So I've met Henrik. Have yep. you? I have interviewed him over the phone. So. I've uh, I met him a couple times. I met him once when I worked at Galpa Motors because he uh, will go into this later that he made a let's say a couple cars for them at least yep. one. Yep. Um, 
And then I also had his team reach out to me to do cartoons for them one day. When I was a cartoonist, um, they had found me, whatever, and said, hey, we're interested in doing some press releases, and we thought it would be fun to do them in cartoon form. <laughs> so I drove down to the offices. Again, like and, I said, they need professional leadership. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's weird. So anyway, um, they, uh, so I got to meet him and, and his wife and some other people, and they were like, this is what we want to do. And ultimately, I said, you know what? I don't, I don't think this is a good idea. I don't, I don't think this is a good idea for me. This is a good <laughs> idea for you. And I think they kind of realized afterwards, like, oh, it was kind of fun. But but this is the kind of, like, because Fisker, you know, was, was furious with how things were going on. Um, but I did get to see him draw at his desk, which was amazing. Yeah, I don't know what he was drawing, but I, it, it was it was you know as an art major and and car fan, when you see someone that can do that, it's just it's just always the coolest, because um, it was all by hand. Yeah, it was just not you know, and so um, yeah. I met ran into him again later at um, uh, Galpin. He didn't remember me, um, which is not surprising. That's a blessing. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, for his for his rocket car. Uh, anyway, I've, I've always thought he's been super cool. Um, or I mean his work anyway. So I love the stuff that he's doing. Yeah. When I interviewed him for one of my many blogs, uh, I thought he was a really genuine, nice person. He, it was a, it was an excellent interview. It was a great interaction. There was no standoffishness. There was no problems with any of the questions I asked. He was just super friendly and gave lots of feedback and I really enjoyed talking to him. I thought he was a great guy. So I, I just, yeah, great. He's always, he's always been interesting to me and, and the drawings are amazing. And yep. um, yeah, you ever driven one of his cars? Yeah. So just the Karma. I've, I've okay. driven both when I reviewed it for Smoking Tire and then later uh, an investor in one of my companies had one and I drove it and it broke down on me. Which was embarrassing. That sounds like, yeah. Because the investor was in the car at the time, and it, you know, is his. So he's he's the kind of embarrassed that he's mad at me for touching something, and I'm like, I can't touch a button that would break your car down. <laughs> like, uh, you I... were hard on vehicles, though. Let's, <laughs> let's you know. We were yeah. driving up a residential street. I was hardly at 10 tenths. <laughs> we weren't cruising through Malibu. We were going home after a night. And it was just like, okay. So um, I I worked at Galpin Motors for a short moment. And, I didn't know uh, they needed a cartoonist. Yeah, they did. They, they, they did, yeah, oddly enough. Uh, and they had the rocket there. And I was lucky enough to get to drive it home one day. So we haven't talked about the rocket. What is that? So the rocket is basically a 2015 Ford Mustang that uh, Fisker and Bo Bachman worked on together and basically made a body kit. But it's more than uh, a body kit. It's it's like real aluminum. Um, it's not plastic. Yep. Or and, fiberglass or any, yeah, whatever. Milled yeah. aluminum and then obviously put onto the GT500. Yeah. Which is already uh, a fairly impressive car. So you basically, 
they added a bunch of horsepower to it and you end up with like roughly um 410 grand or so <laughs> like 800 horsepower yeah i believe it yeah so um it was it sounded amazing the interior which is always bad in mustangs yep ford was super interesting they you know all the aluminum and everything they'd done um and uh so it's carbon fiber aluminum uh sway you know all the insides are beautiful uh, it was it was really cool and when you drove it you were like okay i get it but um it was it was a machine for sure that thing was loud and 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 crazy and they only made i don't even know how many i think like four yeah i see a lot of aston martin rapide in this car yeah a little bit a little yeah. bit roughly the same it's like yeah. but Must- it was it, mustang headlights but then the rest of it is pretty custom i i got to say i was like ah, i wouldn't do i wouldn't do 120 grand for this car yeah but um i was like and and they ended up making a um convertible a roadster version ooh they only made one of them and i was like ah that's 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 pretty cool yeah yeah so um, honestly a deal like this from fisker's point of view makes perfect sense sure a a dealer calls up and offers you a big check to be like hey Mm -hmm. would you help us like redesign the mustang yeah just give us a sketch and then answer an email every week with some questions (laughs) like yeah this that sounds like a fun time (laughs) it was it was a little you know uh a little more than that, I believe, but uh, very. Uh, it w- it was very cool. And when you see them all, you know they're all blacked out and whatever. Uh, the one I drove on was a silver one, but uh, so you got to drive at home one night. Yeah, yeah. So I got to take it home for a weekend or whatever, and and it was awesome. And it was totally out of control. Like it was, it was, it was just a, a you know more horsepower than I'd never been around or should be around. Yeah, and. Uh, but it was, and it felt solid. It felt well built, um, you know, because it was still a Mustang underneath. But um, it was if, if you know, Denmark and America got together to make a car. This is it. It was, it was pretty awesome. So <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, my, my Fisker story. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Uh, what did you find on YouTube for Fisker? Well, um, our go-to Doug Demiro guy, um, you know is uh fisker karma he loved it um got about four and a half million views three years ago all right four Uh, and a half that's good yeah yeah and basically i don't know how much the cars were originally but now you can get them like the fisker karma is they're like 40 grand so it's not it's not this crazy expensive like the early ones were. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do we got? We got advertising. Do they do any advertising? A little bit. A little bit. I wrote down, I just like writing down some of the language. There wasn't really much like print ads. There's not really um, commercials per se. Uh, but some of the language they have on their website uh, for humans by humans uh sure fine <laughs> it's like well who else you make no, these yeah with? nothing makes you sound like a computer than a sentence uh, like that <laughs> um thrills beyond speed and i was like 
Okay. That, Obviously, that, we're that, doing we're doing that, a little. We're that doing means you're slow. <laughs> we're doing word jumble. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, it, it's there. There wasn't there wasn't many ads. Uh, they did a little bit with the Fisker Ocean, but there's none of the you know big ad campaigns um, that we normally see with big cars. Which makes sense. Yeah. Uh, well, if they didn't do any paid media, as far as like movies and TV, there's a handful. Uh, we got the. Mm-hmm. I just looked. I made the mistake. I'll, I'll admit it. I just looked for cars, you know, named after Fisker. This isn't the BMW Z8. This isn't the Aston Martin, the Vantage, any of that stuff. I just looked at Fisker cars, and there was quite a few uh, in the Lincoln Lawyer TV show. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Two and a Half Men, uh, Top Gear, of course, uh, James Major of one, and even a Two Chains music video. Wow. But if we wanted to get into Z8, then, of course, you get James Bond. Yes. But it was a car that everybody was excited for, everybody wanted to see, and they just ended up sawing it in half. Yep. Because it wasn't real at the time. Yep. And they wanted to use the convertible Z3 that Pierce Bronson drove, I believe, so they could do a certain scene with an airplane. Yeah, so. I remember they were like on some island and the Z8 shows up and it was just on very, a boat and very whatever. Weird. Yeah. yeah. And it was sawed in half. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, we do have some famous Fisker owners. Again, these are for uh, Fisker branded cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Lots of rappers. Yeah. Lots of rap- uh, Help, Rick. Helping the planet, which I like. Yep. Rick Ross, CeeLo Green, Ice T. Uh, just to throw in some mix into that, uh, John Lasseter, the head of Pixar, has one. The CEO of Oracle has one. Uh, Tyrese, Katy Perry bought uh, five or ten of the t- ten Fiskers. I think it was five for her five employees. They got one each as her. Interesting. Employee. Yeah. So yeah. I think that counts as Katy Perry owns them. Yeah, so. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Carlos Santana apparently has two after he wrecked one. Uh, golf star Phil Mickelson, Alicia Keys, and mm-hmm. uh, Justin Bieber has a Chrome one. I remember that. I remember Raps. that. Yeah, that was a big deal. And Leonardo DiCaprio not only has a Karma, but he invested millions into the company. So he owns a big part of that company. Interesting. Or I didn't know he did. was invested uh, yep. In, yep. The, in, the, uh, in the company. Yep. Hmm. When Karma first launched, it was a big yeah. deal of like, Leo's all about the planet. This is one of the very first electric cars. This is going to help the planet, and it just happens to cost a hundred grand, no problem. So, yeah, Leo's part of that. Hmm. Um, I went to the forums, as you do, and uh, I found one called the Fiscarati. Nice, is that like Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know. Uh, I have a few of these and, um, some of the questions are interesting. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of these are for the Fisker ocean. Like we can go into the karma, but I just want to do recent ones cause it's more fair. Right. Um, and some of the things are like, uh, range issues. Um, is anyone scared to drive their Fisker ocean? I thought that was an interesting uh, Fisker Ocean Vampire Drain. 
Uh, rear mud flaps failure. Uh, mud flaps fail. I think that's just called broken, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, doors lock, but car stays on. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ocean won't get out of park. Ooh. Uh, delivery experience, not good. I don't know. It just doesn't seem. Yeah. They're not doing great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Interesting. So, I don't know. It's not that they were upset, but... Um, that makes that it's... makes me wonder, going off track here for a little bit. Yeah. Did, did Fisker screw up by not becoming the head of design for a company? By, by branching out on his own and doing his own thing? Like, was that a mistake? Because I saw a fortune i think or forbes uh profile and it called him and his wife uh billionaires of course that's based on the value of the company you know his equity and that as we've seen has gone from eight dollars to eight eighty cents yeah so but you know ralph Gilles doesn't have no billion dollars true like i can't decide if he made a great move or a terrible move so his net worth, because I know that's your, that's how you judge. That's a my measuring stick. That's your measuring stick. Yeah. That's how I know yeah. I'm better than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, two on the nose. Uh, <laughs> his estimated, uh, and this will tie into your your thinking about Fisker. Estimated net worth currently uh, is about twenty three million dollars. In the last three years at Fisker. He's sold about twenty million worth of stock. Whoa! Okay. <laughs> and he currently owns eight hundred and fifty thousand units of stock. Yeah. So you know, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I can't. I just can't decide. I mean, obviously, everyone has their own path in life, and I'm sure he's happy. Maybe he just doesn't have. He just doesn't want to deal with the corporate politics, which is why he does his own things. And I can certainly relate to that. Um, but I just wonder, is, is he a big, bigger? Despite all the stumbles and the high-profile failures, is he actually a bigger success than these famous designers that stick with companies? Financially, yes, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Well, then he's doing great then. Keep doing your yeah. thing, Heinrich. Well, well to your yardstick... Um... Ralph Gilles uh, ain't got no $23 million. I don't, not that I know. Yeah. I mean, I bet he's in the low millions, but he ain't no double digit million. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think. Let's see. Uh, anyway, who knows? Yeah. If this is a case of failing up, then I have something to look forward to. Yeah. I think you're on the right track. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. We have definitely wasted enough time. Steve. Way too much time. What do you think the best Fisker car of all time is? And this is Fisker branded or Fisker designed cars. What's the best? I always like to go for a one of a kind car. Um, I always like to go for a car that you can actually have. Because initially I was going to go and I also like to, I like myself a movie car. Right. So you could pick some of the James Bond cars. I didn't go that route. I was going to pick the Ronin, which will be here in 27 years and never exist. But I think just for sentimental value, 
I'm gonna go for the um, the rocket, the Mustang rocket. Oh, the one you drove. Yeah, the one I drove. Okay. Yeah. Uh, why do you think that's Fisker's best car? Just because it's real. And, <laughs> you know, what? Which is, I think it says a lot. Yeah, it's real. Um, it's fun, and I like the idea of taking a good base and then making it unique. So, um, yeah, as, and if you as, can make them, if you can make a Mustang look good, that's a skill, especially the interior. Yes, that has so, always scared it, me. Off is it his best car? No, but I think it's the one that I want. That's that's what I'm going to change it to. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, well, of course you're wrong. Yeah, I I knew that was coming. <laughs> the best Fisker has ever done is the original Karma sedan. It was so gorgeous outside, so gorgeous inside. I remember in the center stack, right next to the quote-unquote gear shift, there was a glass panel that they embedded the uh, a very thin slice, like a, an x-ray of a leaf right into that, just to be, you know, this is how green we are. This was the first time I had seen untreated wood inside of a car. BMW later did that, like... The whole car felt so special and amazing. The The current SUV, the Ocean, isn't doing that. Um, your stupid Mustang certainly isn't doing that. The best he ever did was the car. Mean. <laughs> mean. If I want to get a Mustang with a body kit and way too much power, how much is it going to cost me? Um, originally, they're like 120 but I think the problem is six-figure Mustang, doable but hard. Sure, they only made five. Um, I tried to find a use. I tried to just find something. Some, but I feel like you could just order one right now. That they go ahead and just make you one. It's Galpin, of course they would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like they just yeah. We've so, got parts laying in the back. Give us twelve months, and yeah, we'll make you one. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think I think it I think it's yeah I can't find it but um, but they originally retailed for 120 yeah okay. yeah what about your car uh, so I looked around and was shocked what you can get a Karma for now uh, yeah you can get them all day for 30 grand that's what Doug Demiro was saying he's like this is a pretty amazing car to get for 30 grand yeah the uh, I, there's one locally for sale for 24 grand. But there's like no explanation for why it's so cheap, and there's not enough pictures. Like it's a little sketchy. Yeah. And there's ones for sale for forty six. But there's several recent bring a trailer results right around the thirties. Like thirty seems to be kind of the sweet spot. And I think what you do is it has an engine and it has an engine bay, and it's just a little four cylinder, so that should be pretty simple. And if you have any problems with battery packs, I mean, you don't try to get you know original karma battery packs i think if you can find one of these like backyard electric vehicle wrenchers to like get you just some newer battery packs you could probably keep this car on the road for many many years interesting and the four cylinder is just doing battery charging i believe so it's not going to be working that hard just keep up on maintenance the only scary thing is the battery pack and again i think if you can find someone to jury rig in some tesla cells you'll be set and that's if it goes wrong if it doesn't go wrong keep driving it i feel like it, yeah okay and why do you think that's his best car 
Uh, Why did you pick it? As we said, it's real. Yeah. It's not a RAV4 looking SUV. I really love the V8 Vantage. That was second place for me. That thing is gorgeous. But the the Karma was such a paradigm change. It was one of the very first, you know, hybrid cars. It wasn't like the Honda Echo or the Toyota Echo or something like that. You know, it was luxury. It was expensive. It was amazing inside and out. And it was the second car I ever reviewed as a journalist. So I've got some personal connection to it. I think this was his best work. All right, let's get into our topics. Cool. Uh, Heinrich's impact on the car industry and on popular culture. Big. Pretty big. Yeah. Popular culture, zero. Yeah, I don't think many. Well. Nobody knows him. No, but I feel like in EV land, people know the name Fisker. Sure, but I don't want to talk to those people. That's true. Well, yeah, <laughs> they, they don't want to talk to us. But car industry, uh, he's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he he quote unquote made the V8 Vantage, which is Aston's best selling car, which saved the company, surely. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the Z8, did helped with the X5, like big, big deal. Yeah. Uh, popular. Pers- uh, let's go with your car. Popular perception versus reality <laughs> on your Mustang. I think the perception is these Mustang body kits are always terrible. And they're just bits of plastic, like, Velcroed on and glued on. The reality of the rocket is that it was very well made, which is why it was too expensive and never sold. Yeah. Um, but it was a real car. So, it, it'd be um, int- Was it more luxurious inside? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm wondering, yeah. since Ford is coming out with their own $100,000 Mustang with, the, you know, their GT3 thing. I wonder if it could survive now, if they try it again. Uh, maybe. I mean, it's just like the interior was much more like, I don't know how to describe it. Um, I, just plush, I guess. Yeah. Would be the way to describe it. And and you sat in it, and you're like, I don't feel like I'm in a Mustang. <laughs> um, I'll pay a hundred grand for that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was, and you had, you also had the big flares. You had, um, it just looked like a real, more, much more of a muscle car. Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't change. I don't know. I keep looking at like the interiors where I'm like, how much did that change to be honest? And it was, and it's a manual. So there's that. Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe the interior is rough. Mm. <laughs> maybe i am no no it looks a little let's, better let's, let's be honest it, the current mustangs last what two generations they've driven exceptionally well yeah they've got great power they've lost the live rear axle they're actually really great cars now for me it's always just the interior like i could not live with that yeah but the wheels are great the car looks great it looks great from the outside yeah I think they just they just made everything more. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, yeah. I, the interior's still okay. I'm, I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how much they upgraded it. But the, I mean, they put Recaros in there. Yeah, there you go. You know, um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say that they, they it was a big upgrade. Uh, I think the popular perception of any Karma you see rolling down the road is what is that. 
and is that some weird Chinese car or something? You think that's right? I feel like Fisker, nobody knows what it is. Fisker EV is the sob of EVs. I'm talking about the but the Karma. Oh yeah, well even the it's just the idea of getting a Fisker is that you just don't want to. Correct. It's the alternative choice. Yeah. 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 Correct. I, I think people wanted to succeed. I think just what happens is is it got so weird because he kept his name and then there's another company making Karmas and Fisker Karmas and people yeah. are like I don't understand and and yes, yeah. it's, it's weird. Correct. Yeah. So uh, you taking your car on a date? Are you going to give her earplugs first? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't think this is a dinner car. This is, this is, yeah, cars and cars. This isn't a dinner car. No, no, no. I don't think so. No. Um, I'm definitely dating just... in my eco-mobile. I'll talk oh, about course. how much oh, yeah. I care about carbon offsets. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and you're meeting her at the farmer's market. You're doing yes, it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're like, look how adorably tiny my carbon footprints are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. big deal. Yeah. So. I wear a size two in carbon. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be so smug. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, villain or hero car? I mean, yours is obvious. It's villain, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because it's just, yeah. And weirdly, I mean, it's basically a transformer car, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a, a a hot take on mine. I think, despite all the the talk of the uh, environmental friendliness of the Karma, I honestly think it's a villain car. Oh yeah, no, it totally is. It it's totally got is. Yeah. presence. Yeah. It's got hips. It just looks kind of menacing. Yeah. You yeah, can't yeah, roll yeah. up in that thing no, no. to save it's the a... day, but you well, can definitely you... roll up in that thing to see, seize someone's land and kick them out of their house. <laughs> totally. But you've got your own island. Yeah. And this is where you keep your Fisker. Yes. Yes, correct. Yeah. And okay. you would buy up all the Fiskers that are left for 30 grand each. Yeah. Take them to your island, and that's all anyone gets to drive. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So definitely villain car, weirdly. Um, future classic, and will it hold its value? I bet your values have gone up. I don't even know where I can find it. Yeah. I don't think it has. I don't think anyone heard of it. Okay. Um, I don't think it's too niche. Uh, I mean, when you make five. Yeah. Yeah. So the Karma originally retailed for six figures. It was a hundred thousand dollar car. Now they can be had for thirty <laughs> all day. <laughs> But I feel like in 20 years, this is going to be the Hudson Hornet of EVs. It was a new car built by a new manufacturer full of weird, untested technology that is beautiful, and it didn't work out. And now they're, they're just going to get more and more rare, and they're already pretty rare. I think this is going to increase in value and be a future classic. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think you don't think are... it's a modern Hudson Hornet. No, no. I don't think people are going to want any EV cars. Once we go full hydrogen, they're going to be like, get this stuff away from me. I mean, I would love for that world to come to pass. I believe in hydrogen, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not happening. Uh, yeah. uh, could someone else have made your hopped up Mustang? Yeah, it's called the Camaro, but sure. Well, hang on. So <laughs> what I learned about in the customizer business while I was at Galpin, 
there's a guy that make made made um rtr mustang have you heard of this absolutely yeah very similar idea where we'll take a base mustang and then we'll totally redo the suspension to, and make it into the car that people would want but they didn't uh, get like luxury they just got more sporting more sporty but they 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 did it's it's just the idea of altering a vehicle it's interesting you know i don't think people are getting mustang for a luxury to sort of go luxury is a weird take um for that kind of money people just get a 911 um so like is there a v8 being made better you basically just made a vantage it's a v8 it's nicer looking so yeah Okay. Uh, did anyone else make the Karma? The Tesla is not it. They were full electric. No one made a luxury series hybrid. So Let's no. Think. Let's no think. One. Hang on. No one. I don't think so. I mean, the like only other really series hybrids hybrid. were the Japanese. That's but, true. But not upscale. But could someone could could Jaguar have come out with this car? That would have been yes. interesting, and that would have done great. You think? Because it doesn't. It doesn't work. And yeah, that's what yeah. Jaguar on your everyone. Everyone expects that, so that's fine. Yeah, it would look great. Yes, and absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't see the Germans doing this at all, which is fine. No, no. And Alexis would be too boring. So yeah, I think the British could do it. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. Okay. Um, complaints about your cars or missed opportunities? I think... Here, you go first on this one. Because I got, I got... You go first on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, complaints about my karma. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. I wish... When I look, at, when I look around the ones for sale right now... The leather inside, which is obviously not real leather, it is you know tanned veggies or whatever. They're not they're not holding up well. Every single one of the driver's seats is pretty messed up. So I would definitely want some real leather that's going to last a lot longer. Um, other than that, the outside's great. The inside's great. It's got a little four cylinder. If I really wanted to, I could drop a V8 into this thing. Ah, I'm happy. I'm happy with this car. My car, they made very few of. Yep. Right. But only because so nobody. Getting... But I mean, they sold yeah. very few. <laughs> That's yeah. the problem. So, the good news is, is that underneath it's just a Mustang. Yeah, that's true. The bad news is, is that I got to explain to everyone why I bought a hundred twenty thousand dollar Mustang. Yes. Um. So the complaint. Well, the complaints it just wasn't a success. It's just going to be too. It doesn't make any sense to have one hundred twenty. Grand Mustang. No one wants that. Although, even though that's what they're doing now. But yeah. Um, Where are you going to drive your special body kit? Well, Mustangs generally running over people at Cars and Coffee. Yeah. Um, that's kind of the first place. You would but, rule a street takeover. Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. But I would also win every Mustang meetup because there's no way one yes. of these things is showing up. Yes. Agreed. I'm gonna show up there in my like bow tie, but in a Mustang, and be you know civilized, but have you know, <laughs> it's like a Danish Mustang 
So I'll, I'll have a bunch of Danishes. I'll make it. Yeah. And, and yeah. it'll be like Danish and coffee. And, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I would win every one of those, things. but I don't know if the other Mustang people would like me is the problem. Well, nobody likes you. What's the difference? That's true. I'm just saying, is it like, do other Mustang owners look at this, this car and be like, Oh, you know, that could have been great. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think yeah. there's envy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because at so. the very least, they might skip over the body kit, but they'll say, show me your engine. And then you're going to show them the supercharger or whatever's under that thing, and they'll love it. And the irony of it is that this car, you know who was supposed to mass produce it? No. VLF Automotive. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, basically Bob Lutz killed it. But uh, that was the idea is that it would go through VLF. Oh, wow. I had yeah. no idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, but because that has, um, you know, gone away, yeah. uh, so was the car. Yeah. So. Well, I think you nailed it. I think I have to drive my car to the farmer's market every every weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also see my, my normal landlord duties in this car. I just want to roll up to an apartment complex and collect my rent in my physical. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. That's pretty strong. Nothing says I'm wasting your money that you're paying for rent. <laughs> like a very odd, uh, not quite supercar, but, you know, it's an expensive luxury item. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like, what do I do for a living? I either got this car like used and I own a body shop and I just keep it. It's like I was going to get an Eleanor, but I got this instead type thing. Yeah. Um, or I work. Oh, hmm. I'm thinking construction, but I run the construction company. So I, I want like a cooler Mustang. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I'm, I'm going to just say, cause I got to pick something. What I do for a living is the owner of a, rocket mustang um i own a car dealership oh that makes sense yeah yeah yep. so that's that's what we're gonna do yeah did we talk about the second car in the garage uh no where is that question no we i don't not. know yeah we what do you not. got next to your fisker oh man what is next to my fisker it's definitely not another fisker i'm not crazy <laughs> yeah and I didn't buy it new. I bought it at, on the way down. I bought it at 50, 40, something like that. Yeah. So it's an SUV. Okay. Is it just like a Highlander or something? Is it just a reliable Honda, Toyota, or is it? It's not a Land Rover. I don't see that. Or am I all about design? Am I fully design focused? I think so. I think so. You have another designed car. What's the what's the design forward SUV? Oh, I mean maybe What's the like small may- what's the Gloria Beckham Land Rover? Oh, the Evoke. The maybe it's an Evoke. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about style, obviously. This is me. I feel like you're going like Bentega, like you've got some money. If I've got, got money, then I've got someone to tell. I've got an accountant to tell me not to buy a Fisker. <laughs> I think you probably got the Fisker a while ago, and you're an investor, and you're just mad, and you keep it, and then you drive the Tiger. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. 
Yeah. You trade your current vehicle for this? I mean, I do like this car, and they're surprisingly yeah, you cheap. Yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I trade the BMW for a Karma. Yeah. I'll trade the BMW and my motorcycle for a Fisker Karma. Okay. Which would actually yeah. just about cover the price. Yeah. Would I dump the 308 to replace it with a rocket? No. I mean, it was fun, but I can't. Yeah. yeah no way. Yeah. Yeah. No way. I couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah. How would the dog do in the rocket? It'd be fine because it's a Mustang inside. <laughs> but I don't think it would fit. It just wouldn't. Yeah. He's yeah. got to be out the window. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Tell me why the rocket was the best thing that Heinrich Fisker ever did. Because it's fun. It's a perfect mix of American. So here's the thing: is that it's real. It's real. He always made. He always did well when it was a combination of Europe and America. So that's why he did so good at Premier Automotive Group. It was um, Aston with a American engine. Kind of worked out. Uh, so this is another version of that where he took all the muscle of America, refined it and made it better. It's just absolutely, it just works. So I think this is, this is like an American vantage and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the karma was his first and maybe last really big swing at everything's going to be new from the ground up. We're going to do a four door luxury gt that is a series hybrid which is brand new technology at the time we're gonna do some crazy interiors everything is gonna be pioneering since then he's just done suvs and rebodied mustangs and vipers like this was his big shot i think he hit it out of the park and then between hurricane sandy and bad executive decisions that just didn't work out but the car stands the test of time this was the best he ever did. And so far, it's the best he's ever done. Oh, you think it's the best? Okay. All right. V8 Vantage is great. Yeah. But again, yeah, it's just a pretty normal car that is designed excellently. But the Karma is something special. True. And the interior of that Vantage, not great. No. 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 But he's not an interior designer, so that's not his That's fault. true. That's true. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. That's it. That is uh, our first time we've ever covered a person. Yeah, uh, maybe next time we can talk choice. about you, Steve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, this is a good one. Yeah, yes, this is a good idea. This this open. I'm ready to do Pinaferina. Yeah, uh, and just talk about the 308 the whole time. So, well, whenever Warren gets a hall pass to talk about his Honda Prologue, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> when I told him he couldn't do the Prologue, he had, or he, when he told me, excuse me, he couldn't do the Prologue. Yeah. He had so many bad ideas for what to do next. I just, I, just I think like, our no. fans just miss the quotes. <laughs> I do. I yeah. miss the quotes. <laughs> We're here for the quotes. <laughs> All right. Good work. Uh, I will tell, catch up with you next until week. Until next week, uh, yes. we will talk to you then. Thank you, Steve. All right. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Bye. Bye.